We're, and we're back. We're going to do, do a lie. We're going to do a lot. We're doing fucking a fucking lie. That's how I get started, honestly. We should do that every episode. We're doing a fucking live. Yeah, we should do that for a little bit. We're doing a fucking live. Anywho. You should yell louder because that's something I was yeah. piggybacking. You should, you should do it again. Yeah, no, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let that fester with you. No, because now I What's the thing you want to talk about? We've already established. We've, we've taken a stance. It's a hot seat of debate. We've made our political views clear. We prefer Wayne's World 1 over Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Party time. Excellent. Pretty good. Thanks. Now, I can say, though, about Wayne's World 2, that Wayne's World 2, while being entirely inferior to Wayne's World 1 and while feeling... While, very much so, immediately feeling like an overbloated, watered-down version of the first one, because they thought, let's just pump, they thought, well, the first one cost 20, and made so much money, we might as well spend more on this one, even though we, we have a proven model that works, showing <laughs> that 20 million is all we need to spend on this movie. That's such an interesting point that no one seems to fucking ever count. It's the fucking, the Dan Harmon thing, when Dan Harmon was saying about the Santa Claus 2, just felt dirty, felt like a whore, it felt, it felt whore-ish. The fact that it's, remember how the first one had like those six or seven elves and like the jetpacks, I mean, that was so cool? Well now, there's 10 million migrant workers in Santa's village. You know, the stupid fucking reindeer in the first one just make fart noises. It's dumb. It's a kid's movie. The second movie and the third movie. They're fucking demons. They're and disgusting they in the also, sequels. This, I don't know why they thought, again, it's like they also saw, the first one's like, what's it about? It's a movie, it's a movie about a father and his son and all right, so the second one, let's have the, that son character be entirely irrelevant. That's, let's just not let's not even focus on that aspect of it. There's a great scene with him when you're done with your rant I want to get to. With Charlie? Charlie? There's a really good moment in the second movie. They should just follow that story. Which scene is that? Everybody talks about how great their dad is. My dad's a fireman. My dad's an astronaut. My dad's got the best job at all. I can't tell anybody. <laughs> It's a really good scene. I'm making fun of it, but well, it's emotional. Proof, that's the idea. Like, so you're telling me that that's actually a good part. It's like, so there's a standout part. So then, again, they have the formula. Scott Calvin, his son, mock trial with Judge Reinhold. <laughs> there is our episode. Got it in there, everyone. You think we do it, but even the rest of Element comes back. We can't upload the last one. We didn't say anything about the rest of Element. Maybe probably did in there somewhere. Probably. Fallacy. Dude. That was so fucking funny the other day. Because oh, what have I said a million times? Fallacy. No, I never make that reference. But I always say, there's that one bit to buy since season four that I really do like. I laugh every time it happens. I can't remember what it is, though. Fallacy. And that's me. <laughs> the bad cop in town. <laughs> that's my favorite to buy line, actually. I love when it's showing him reading it. Says, and then it's, <laughs> he's like, he's, he's, um, he has a lot of, is it license plates or he, whatever he's doing, he's making all his, um, it's like a little compilation of him for his auditions and the parts he thinks he's going to get like Friday inmate number three, blah, blah, blah. That says Dr. House. <laughs> and it's like, that's just such a good joke to throw in there. I'm going to start responding. I think Dr. House wouldn't have got, because I still maintain Hugh Laurie does an amazing job in that show. I just don't care about watching medical procedurals. No. However, if David Cross, if, not even David Cross, if Tobias Funke got the part of Dr. House, that show would have been pretty fucking interesting. Nothing else changes, so it's still the guy. It's still the guy from a uh, dead poet society who must go to bed every night cursing at Ethan Hawke for getting a better career than him. <laughs> He's like, I died in the movie, and he gets a career. I'm on a fucking house. He is pretty good in that movie. He's good in house. The guy's a fine actor. He is good in house. Didn't pan yeah. out whatsoever. <laughs> He's not Ethan Hawke. Do you think if Tobias was House MD, he'd have the the? Um, the I think in this in this uh, universe, he, no, he he no, he'd probably have double arms. Fucking. Um, <laughs> that's such a nice poetic way to say. <laughs> I think Tobias. The picture so forearms. Well, maybe. Is that what sure. double arms means? Because I don't think it would have understood what you just. I said. think it means double. I think. I think if you can't figure out what it means, that's okay. So but I'm it's saying, like I th- walking on all fours. At that point, 
an extension of that, sure. So you mean double legs? No. <laughs> wouldn't, no, I, would, I wouldn't say that. I would say double arms. I would not say double legs. <laughs> I know that's getting really old, but that's, I have to abuse it as long as I can. Beat, 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 beat a dead horse a little longer. It hasn't rotted yet. Um, but no, in this universe, so that means that Funke... I guess it's we're. I guess in this Funke. alternate universe, we're erasing David Cross from existing, and Tobias Funke is an actual human being, and he proceeds to the land house, which means Hugh Laurie, mm-hmm. he's Tobias Funke, and that changes the entire show and probably ruins it immediately. Actually, you know, you think so? Now maybe there's some diehard House fans out there saying, "Oh no, I'm pretty positive David Cross would ruin House." I don't know, but I can say I think Hugh Laurie, as good as he is, I think he might. He, I think he might ruin. Rest of development. But then again, maybe not. Because look how good his American accent is and that limp he did for the show and everything. Maybe we would have really found he would have, you know, when um, Mitchell Hurwitz says how when everyone was coming in and reading for Job, they were almost playing like a tough guy. Like a dumb, tough guy. Like, hey, we're going to hit me up. To the Which is really yeah. insane because the way he plays it, how can anybody read the part that way? No one. Apparently, he's, Will Arnett came in there and he played with like that innocence and like the insecurity and no one else at all tried approaching is it. Is that, that what way. they were going for? Or no. just because he didn't was even so realize. good that like, that's the character we need. The way Mitchell Herbert said it was that he knew everyone, the way they wrote the character, he said he knew everyone who came in was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. But when uh, Will Arnett came in and did it, he didn't even realize that's what he was looking for, really. That's like he didn't realize that that's like, oh, that's the way the character has to be. That's the angle that he's really insecure. At first, the top of the pyramid is his insecurity. I love stories like that because it's like, it's interesting. We talked about this the other day, the subjective truth for subjective yeah. truth. It's interesting how the objective, everybody thought it was a tough guy. Yeah. That one person who subjectively looked at it differently changed yeah, the entire everything. trajectory of the show. It's like how a uh, similar thing with a character taking on a new form is with um, Six Feet Under, the article I read with... Um, Wow, with uh, uh, Alan Ball. Yeah, I was going to say Alan Paul. I kept saying I kept saying Adam in my head. I'm like Adam Ball is not correct. Oh, Braverman. Yeah, Adam Braverman. No, Alan Ball. When he was saying how he originally like wrote the show, it was kind of just a vehicle exclusively for David and Nate, and then he kept kind of like, he's like, well, I got something for Claire, and he'd write it for Claire. That was a really, really good storyline. That was really fun to write for Claire. I really like writing for Claire. Claire's really good. These are really good storylines. Wow, Claire should get this. Let's do this to Claire. Let's do this to Claire. And then if you think about the show as a whole, but like season three, Claire is a big time runner of the show. Like when she starts, because like. When she's talking to Gabe and the father, and she finds out about Lisa and everything else, and then the ending is pretty much entirely like the final episode is pretty much just entirely her episode. I don't know if I've said this on here. I probably have, but like watching that show, yeah, it's like <clears throat> you would think based on how I talk, I just mean to think, oh, Claire is pretty hot. I just want to get no. Well, that's actually I a very good Claire point. Claire is a Claire sister. Is, okay, well, like, I, I view her, I view uh, as David an Alabama sister, and, and what's um, Adam Braverman's name in the show? Because I said her Braverman, I can't think of it now. Nate, Nate. I view them like they're like. A, Why is cousins. my name tattooed on your ass? I view them at their cousins. I really fell in love with those characters. They were part of our family. Yeah. And and watching the show, just the way it... Uh, I know. I, You're preaching to the choir, dude. I, I'm just saying, because it's an important comment. It's like, they, every time you watch a show, you get an emotional attachment. But, like, I've never... And, like, I will love Sopranos. Yeah, but I, I never thought... Associate. Tony's like Tony my uncle. my uncle. <laughs> I don't get what you're saying entirely. It's insane. I really felt connected to those characters, and I really want to watch that fucking show, because I've never I connected agree. to a fucking fictional thing ever to that degree. I agree. So thank you, Alex. Well, I never would watch it as always you. to everyone listening to this, to everyone who's ever come to any sort of encounter with me, everyone's been lucky enough to share an exchange with me. You're welcome. Yeah, honestly, and like this whole thing we're doing right now, probably wouldn't be doing it if you didn't push it. So thank probably. you, Alex. Well, we would be doing it, but how Probably. are we doing it? it? Hypothetically, if I pushed it, it would be looking very different right now. How would this show look you, right now? You can tell us how it would look, because you know how it would look. Well, when you're right, when you're given the keys to the driver's seat, you get, and you know, it's hilarious. Everyone thinks that I have a, a, a you know, a fucking nauseating sense of superiority. Mm. I, I disagree completely. Because when you're given the control of being the driver's seat, you thought, hmm, I have to be the smartest man who has ever lived and who will ever live. 
I need to be like Janice, the fucking Roman deity, and I have to have who gates all doors and gateways. I have to have it one head looking forward and one <laughs> head behind me, so I can see all that is around me. Entirely omniscient. That was your approach, leading. We were like, oh yes, 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 yes. In my scholarly opinion, I believe this to be true. Instead of just having a conversation, that's really accurate, but that's not at all what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say in South Park because I'm obsessed with South Park now. When they do, you're welcome the whole, for that as well. Thank you again. When they do the um. What was it called? Their news thing they did for the school? Super sexy news or some shit? Sexy action news? Something like that. S-A-N. And Cartman tells Token, like, we like seeing you on the news. We want to hear you. And then right. Token comes back, and here's the weather. That's true. That's how I was that is your, right, that's true. You talk like a news anchor. That's such a good point. And now we're back to Alex with the leading because story. Because the way I'm talking right now, the, like, the microphone being here versus the microphone being all the way over there doesn't change the way I'm talking. But you, it's like the microphone's in front of you for a while. You're gotten better at it. It's been beating out of you through merciless insults and everything else. Which again proves the point we need to bring back teachers smacking kids around, okay? Maybe you're right, dude. Maybe, maybe, hey, check that out. Hey, here's an idea. Campaign. This might be a little controversial in a hot take, right? It's probably, it could be, this could be clipped and taken out of context and everything else, but I'd say that, and I haven't checked the numbers on this or the statistics, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say with, you know, a shred of confidence that there's probably more school shootings now in 2023 than there were in like 1963, right? Probably. And people might say that's the, that, you know, there'd be an argument to be made that it's maybe the accessibility of guns could be the cause of that and everything else. Fine, and I'll listen to that. But it could also be that back in 1963, if a kid even had an intrusive thought of any kind, the teacher backhanded him in the fucking face and said, hey, knock it off! You know? And over time, you beat it out, someone, now everyone's letting their imaginations run amok, you know? So we're getting craziness to happen in the world. I think that's probably what happened. I think so, too. We need more. Because you're saying, what'd you say? It might be because there's more guns available now than there used to be? Sure. That could be why. I don't know. I haven't looked this up. I don't know any of these I'm just speaking out. I'm just speaking out. Uh, speaking, I'm, you know, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking my truth. My truth is that we need, to inst- we need to instill teachers the right to smack the absolute shit out of children. My truth is... Not with their hands. That's rude. With switches. With switches, switches. or sticks or p- paddles, perhaps. For Maybe we'll have it where it's like... The rule of thumb, the fucking uh, the British rule for beating your wife. As long as it's not thicker than the width of your thumb, you can smack a kid with it. I'm not being weird. I feel about the sneeze, so I'm trying right. to the, the sneeze. Okay. I think I think you're 100 percent correct because the problem is everybody says that the parents of the parents. When is your problem? Say, hey, nice tits. Really, the parents <laughs> of the parents, and you go to school. The teacher's supposed to be the secondary form of parental right. guidance when your parent's yeah, yeah. not there. If your parent can smack you, your teacher should be able to smack exactly. you. Exactly. You're a smart kid. No, you don't get enough credit. You're a smart Here's kid. Here's what we should do. Just in, this is, here what you do. The teachers, because every parent has the right to choose who teaches their kid, right? You would think that. Well, every parent has the right to, teach, to decide who teaches their kid. Just find a teacher who you're comfortable with in their judgment to only smack your kid when it's entirely necessary. You know, it's interesting. Every parent has the right to decide who, they te- who teaches their kid. Every teacher has the right to decide who their student gets parented by. Interesting. Yeah. Wasting that around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. What if we just now have it where we take the children from the parents immediately mm-hmm. and only reintroduce them at age 18? I think it would be most beneficial, kind of along the lines you just said, we should have some kind of leader in place who starts this, like, youth program. Right. And, like, all the young kids in the country should maybe, listen. Maybe, and then maybe to avoid any corruption through army, through, like, the government's army or anything, mm-hmm. maybe they have their own, like, personal police force slash yeah, militia. Exactly. That's right. probably the safest, most most effective way to do this. Yeah. And really instill a tr- certain values and everything else. Yeah, because you it, can't rely on parents because we express the whole subjective and objective truth. That's true. And also, because you're trying to make a new movement, you know, parents might have old values that you don't agree with so you should, if you get to the kids 
if you get to the youth, will you will you say? You gotta get to the kids first, you're right? The, the kids youth. first, because really, if you think about it, you know, the youth can be trusted, but the 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 opposite of youth, the old folk, can they really be trusted when they're set in their ways? And they always say you can't teach a dog new tricks, right? An old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. Young dogs are great for learning new tricks. They're actually the best at it. Some might say. What does he say in School of Rock? Hey, you can teach the kids, but you gotta let them lead the way because they're the some future. Of lines. I think it's when he says, um, he's like, I'm not very cool at all. Get a bee's knees. Same scene, wrong line. But oh. Basically the same thing. Yeah, you gotta get sure the kids are on the right track. They're the youth. You gotta start youth programs. You know what, what, what you we call what song? it? No, now you're going. No, no, no. Now I'm going too far. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, didn't go far enough. No, you did. No, there's a guy who did go too far. <laughs> What'd you say? There's a guy. There's a, there's a particular guy who did go too far. <laughs> you know what favorite part of school of rock is? Uh, you're never gonna get it. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. It's Hold like a on. 15 second se- sequence. It's not even a whole scene. Put your hand out for a second. Let's rock. No. Let's no. rock no, no, no. today. That's a great idea, but no. Get two more guesses. Two more guesses. Yes. Um, can I get a hint? Because I'm going to be saying um for a while. Just where, what part in the movie music. is it? Is it in the first half, second half? Is it when he's End teaching the, the kids? Half, start of the first half, half. In the middle. Is it, is it in when, the middle. Is it when they go to that fucking... Um, this, the scene takes place in the school. Oh, it's in the school? Okay, so it's that part when the drummer's walking in the school with the bass player. It involves the drummer, but it's not that and scene. And he's got his sleep. Okay. That scene's awesome. I thought that scene was a second ago, too. That's, probably, that's, that's up there. That kid's fucking, that kid rocks. Freddy? Speaking of full circles, uh, Bobby Jr. is in School of Rock. Yeah, he is. He's the fucking, fucking crazy. security guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course That's really is. lame. Imagine being in that class, and you get Jack Black as your teacher, and he goes, okay, so we're not part of the you band. You know kid's built, bro? He's no, built for no, security. No, you're part of the band. The band's more than just the musicians. The guys that get all the pussy and the money, it's more than that. You get to be the security guard and the roadie. Security guards and roadies get f- fallout pussy. Everyone knows that. Okay? Actually, they probably get tons. Tons. Tons, tons, tons. They're knee-deep in Snatch. It's just insane. No, it's the scene from South Park. They're fully in it. Not gotcha. knee-deep. They've all the way up. Now, since you didn't guess my favorite scene, I didn't. you get one more guess. What'd you say it was? And it says in the first half of the movie, the end. In the middle of the movie. I know what it is. I know what it is. Dun, 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 dun. No, no, let's talk into the jungle. Let's do all the symbols. But really, really light. No. Yeah. It's literally Bonzo goes to Blitz. That part that of the movie is directed amazing. so well, and the way it's edited. Richard Linklater, for a second, Friday was making a kid's movie until he was making fucking Citizen Kane. And everything Honestly. was so perfectly done, and, the, and then showing fucking uh, Angus spinning on the ground or whatever. That yep. whole sequence is fucking amazing, but the Bonzo goes. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps you're talking so about. so good. It. That's not my favorite scene, though. It should be, because I literally get chills, because it's the mo- one of the most inspiring scenes I know, that's you can watch as a child. So well. As a child. As a child. But even as an adult, it's inspiring. Bonzo shit. Goes it's a great movie. I've been saying like for a while we should watch School of Rock again. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, that show is so good. It inspired actual schools of rock across the country. Kids can get educations now in music. That's the youth program I was talking about. Yeah, that's the School program. of Rock. Yeah, School of Rock for kids. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. nowhere you can stop the School of Rock. Yeah, yeah. we that done. That, that's a really cool movie, huh? That was the end. We're done. Yeah, I wish it was. Fuck, that was a good ending. It's not. Yeah, unfortunately, you're gonna have to find. We're gonna, we're gonna have to do like a Wayne's World two kind of a thing here. I didn't even say that though. Wayne's World one, really good, but Wayne's World two, shockingly enough, as being. As just a complete abomination, managed to have one scene that potentially trumps all the scenes in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> Garth doing swing, 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 swing while having a conversation in a club is the funniest thing of all time. I'm not sure how to come out in the first one. What's up? Two, three. What's up? What's up? Two, three. What's up? Steve, was, get a handle on it, okay? I'm sorry, there's high overload in here. Fucking Wayne's World 2, though, like, 
Wayne's World is very funny. A, you said the other day, Wayne's World 2 should have been about them making a movie about Wayne's World because how the show became. And then they could have called it Wayne's World, the movie. Everyone like, wait, why is the second one called the movie and the first one's not called the movie? That would funny. Let me ask you a question. When did the first one come out? 1992. 1992. And we're in the year 2023? Correct. So that's 30 years. My math might be wrong, but it's about 30 years. So it took you 30 years to think of that idea. Maybe they should have jumped. Because I highly, I highly Maybe they doubt. shouldn't have released the third, the second movie Immediately after the first movie, as if it's Matrix fucking two and three. I highly doubt people who saw the first one. Are like, I need to see the second one tomorrow. Can we get this going, guys? Yeah, I don't think the demand was that hot. hot. You know, I think they should have thought. I about agree. They should have waited and instead of just doing a beat for beat. We're like, all right, well, we need to have like a joke. We need to have a swing joke in here. We need to have. We and then also, you know, it was funny in the first movie when you see fucking Mike Myers just flaunting his ass around trying like mocking sexuality pretty much like, yeah, isn't this sexy well, women do it all the time isn't that sexy so he's like shaking his ass and everything it is pretty funny and the second one was like well you know all that guy ass got a lot of laugh in the first movie what do we, what do we, what do we have a character who's just walking around showing ass the entire movie essentially they went the sex drive unrated version where they thought well we kind of use all the best jokes so to make Superior it funnier version, you mean? we're just going to have the naked people walk over the film I don't even understand the thought process. Not only do they just walk, they're, they're over, they're green over it. Yeah. over they're, the fucking. They're film. over the footage. So you'll be missing something that was originally intended to be seen because you have a cock in front of you. Honestly, it's really not that bad to do that. George Lucas does it with every Star Wars release before Disney bought it. I mean, you got to add things. How is it you gotta any add better? Things. I agree. Origi- the original idea, it's the movie's called Sex Drive. Of course, you're going to have just naked ladies walking across the screen that aren't even. They're ancillary characters we learned last week yeah, on the podcast. They are. They really are. That's how you you make it. Takes away from everything. How is he going to illustrate the idea of having a high sex drive? You're questioning the the professionals, Alex. I think I think it's wrong. I don't know if I would say that sex drive is an example of the professionals. Speaking of sex drive, let me ask you a question. Say you're directing a movie called Sex Drive for argument's sake. You have a part in the movie where someone has to take a shit on somebody else. Do you think my wife is the best part for this job? That's Sean Anders' wife? Yeah. That's hilarious. You know why he did that? He said, try and divorce me. See what happens when everyone only associates you with shitting on people. I'm about to blow your mind right now. They divorced? Okay. No, no, they didn't. What? Sean Anders is his name? Yeah. His wife was in the class. But it's Sean Anders, but he spelled it Sean just like S-E-A-N. No, no, no. He spells it S-H-A-W-N, I think. No, he doesn't. Fucking. check? She's in, sure. Well, while I'm talking, you can check. She's in the class. You know who else is in the class? Uh, yeah, Tyler, Jesse Ferguson. What I thought John was your Berthnall, favorite scene in School Jason of Rock. Ritter. In School of Rock, when they go to the... He's like, oh, they're all dying. Oh, look at that. I was right. What are the odds? S-E-A-N. So what's the funny part? He spells it the way everyone else spells it? The wrong way? Sean needs to be spelled with an H and an A and a W. It's not Sean. It's C-N. I agree. What was I talking about? I was talking about? Class. She's in the class, right? School of Rock. I thought your favorite team was going to be when they all go to the, do the audition thing to get into the, the Battle of the Bands. There's a girl that walks and says, oh, you can't. We're all filled up. She's also in the class. Wow. Full, full circle, circle, full circle, full circle. Nice. Now we're done, right? That's like a good ending. No. What are we? We're almost in. We're almost six. We're Fuck almost this. There. Fuck this entire fucking show. You're listening to this. Fuck you, pay Fuck me. Fuck you, pay me. I'm done talking. I talked a lot these last two episodes. You can filter the remaining time. I don't know what's left. I mean, you can fill it up. it's it's really it's it's, it's the endless possibilities. What's so you know, such an overwhelming aspect of it? It's you like know my favorite scene in School of Rock is. What's your favorite scene accepted? Because mine is. You realize that West Harmon Occupational Research and Engineering School spells whores, right? It spells whores. Fuck! I don't know if I have a favorite scene in that movie. 
I'm literally replaying all the scenes in my right. head, so I'm being so fucking silent. Um, is it probably when they're making the um? Oh, you know what my favorite scene probably is? I have is? a Cranberries tribute band. <laughs> it's a great line. That is. It's a G it's chord. G chord. I, I play in a Cranberries tribute band. All right, Legacy. Legacy. Is, is, this, is this here? Was it, was it here? Was, is this fine? Was it here? That's good. That guy, that, that guy, though, that guy they cast. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, no, no. Hey, winner. All right, that was pretty good. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse me. Oh, hey, winner. Floyd, Floyd Ambrose. Hoyt, uh, Hoyt, Prambr- Hoyt Prambros. That's weird our names are. That is weird, yeah. All right, uh, see your trend. I mean, I mean, Derek. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But no, that guy though, who is like chewing gum when Jonah Hill picks up the ball, that guy might take home the award for douchey looking man I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not in an offensive way. Good on him for being able to embody the frat boy that well. He might be a great guy, <laughs> but his hair, the way he was chewing the corner of his lip, the fucking smirk he gives, he's tossing oh, dude, the, the ball in the air. Right? The dark haired guy. Okay, I know what you're talking about. That guy is the biggest undeniable douchebag and it's only only he's doing it because the other guys in the group like the idiot who's wearing who, who tries to dance around the party he looks like a buffoon he doesn't, <laughs> he's not cool to be in the group all right he doesn't deserve to hang out with hoyt ambrose what is he what is hoyt <laughs> or, floyd or floyd ambrose or that other guy <sighs> what does he have that i don't have classic good looks a car should get a car that's what it is <laughs> I got into Princeton. I'm, I miss. I think I was going to Princeton. What you said? I don't know. Yeah, that's Ben Stiller's son. Yeah, that's that Ben crazy? Stiller's actual that's his son. illegitimate child. That's, that's why that's he. Movie. That's why he and what's her name? Christine. What? Christine Taylor. That's why he and Christine Taylor were getting divorced. I guess decided not to because they go to the Knicks games together. Here, so. that's the funny thing. That's, that's what we're ended on. The fact that the New York Knicks Instagram posted photos of celebrities at the Knicks game <laughs> and they tagged everyone. Like they, they was uh, Keenan Thompson was there. Keegan Michael Key was there. Um, Dimes. Timothy Chalamet was there. Danny Dimes was there. The interesting though is all those was I mentioned before was just one person and some random pedestrians, right? Those pedestrians. Those pedestrian brains. But for the photo of Daniel Jones, which coincidentally is only it's, like, it's the first photo they posted. So the New York Knicks first photo, everyone goes to the Knicks. Like, oh, so this is right. Millions of people are going to see it. They see a photo of Daniel Jones sitting next to Christine Taylor, and only Daniel Jones being recognized as a celebrity, even though Christine Taylor has had a longer career being a celebrity than Daniel Jones has had. Was Daniel Jones in the craft? No. Daniel Jones in fucking... Was he in the Brady Bunch? No, he was on the Brady Bunch remake. Is, is Daniel Jones in Dodgeball? No. Is Daniel Jones in Arrested Development, full circle? I don't think he is. Is Daniel Jones in... I can't even know their prod- projects that Christine Taylor's been in besides those I. four? And honestly, I pulled Brady Zoolander, Bunch maybe? out of my... She's in Zoolander. She's in Zoolander, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's five <laughs> things. Those don't count, though. Daniel Jones has never been in a movie. He looks like a Pixar character. He's never been in a movie. Just like Buzz Lightyear. He does, man. They should have cast. They should have actually just done a live action Buzz Lightyear with him in it. And Tim Allen should do the voiceover. They should have did a live action. Dude, picture no, that. They should have all been. Picture seen- that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live action, saying. but it's all voiceovers. The way Christopher. Re- like, and it works, too, because good voiceover can work. Wayne's World 2 voiceovers. That was, that, that was great. That was great, too, but that was also clearly not good example of it. I was going to say Superman, 1978, Richard Donner. Yeah, that's a good one. The ability that Christopher Reeve had to make his voice sound as if it was an adolescent still. Yeah, further proves how great he was. So I'm just saying, voiceover work can be good in movies because you watch Superman, you're like, wait, that guy's not talking? No, 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 that's Christopher Reeve making an impression of what he thinks his younger voice would sound like and then just talking over him for the movie and it's seamless and you can't even tell him you're, even when you know you can't tell because it's done so well. You told me, I know it is, and I realize it's Christopher Reeve's voice and not the guy who's, oh, 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 I know who that is. That's the guy from, um, 
Name sounds like Llama, some Greece, Chisholm. You think that's Lorenzo Lamas? Yeah. I know Lorenzo Lamas' voice isn't, isn't Christopher Reeves' voice, but man, when they move their lips and that voice comes out, you can't it's, tell you the difference. You can't tell the difference, man. It's just perfect harmony. It's beautiful is what it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's harmony. Much like South Harmony's technology. It's Superman. It's Superman. It's Superman. That was better than I said. It's just, it's just, it's just Superman. It's just Superman.